Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show on another happy Monday. We have with us today a another thought, another topic that I have pondered up over the week on what I wanted to share with you guys. I think that what we all are looking for is basically just kind of some peace and focus and maybe some sense of control in our life. Don't you think so? I do. I think that if we had just a little bit more peace in your life, in your mind, wouldn't that make a very big difference for you? Well, I have for you the best hack I can find on how to find just a little bit of peace in your life. And it comes from the moment. The moment that we're in right now. And the important thing about this moment is that it's really all we have. Yesterday was fun, but it's gone. Tomorrow, I hope, will be fun, but it's not here yet. What we have right now is this moment, the present, which they say is a gift. You have also heard it called the present moment. And you've always, I think you may have also heard it said that no matter where you go, there you are. Kind of the same thing. Eckhart Tolle wrote a book called The Power of Now, because right now is the best moment that you have. In fact, it's the only moment that you have. You can't do something yesterday. You can't do something tomorrow until it is tomorrow, until tomorrow is now. So the only time you can do anything is now. When I was growing up, there was a burger place in the town I was growing up called Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy Burgers. And their slogan was, Tommy Boy, famous by noon tomorrow. Well, that restaurant is still there. It's been there for over 30 years. Maybe change locations. And it's a good restaurant. They have fantastic chili cheeseburgers. But the point I'm making is they're waiting till tomorrow to be famous. And they're always going to be waiting. If that is your attitude, waiting till tomorrow to be famous, waiting till tomorrow to be happy, waiting till tomorrow to do the thing that you've been putting off and putting off and putting off. You're never going to get there. You've heard it said, what is always coming but is never here? Tomorrow. The only moment that you have is right now. I found this for myself about a month or two ago where I was kind of having a stressful day. I was having a lot of things going on, a lot of balls in the air, kids, work, house, money, car, friends, yada, yada, all the things that were going on. And I just was feeling a little bit tossed and turned a little bit. All these balls in the air, and I had to just stop. I had so many things I was worried about. Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? How will this work? And I made myself stop. And I sat on my couch, and I asked myself, right now, this moment, right here, right now, in this minute, 
what do I need? Do I need water? No, not thirsty. I had water a little while ago. Am I hungry? Nope. Had breakfast. I'll have some more food later. Am I tired? No. I had a good night's sleep or good day's sleep because I am up a lot of nights. <laughs> I thought, do people love me? Actually, yeah. There's a lot of people who love me. I thought, do I have people that I can love? Yes. I have a lot of people I can love. What else do I need right now, right this second, in this moment? And there were a lot of things I could think of that I was going to need. I was going to need my next paycheck. I was going to need to pay rent. I was going to need to go shopping. But right there, right in that minute, I didn't need any of that. Right in that minute, I had everything I could possibly need. I had a roof over my head. I was warm, not too hot, not too cold. I was comfortable. And I was able to take a minute. And if you do this, and I hope that you do, I encourage you to, you can take a minute and realize that you have everything that you need. And that minute can be 10 seconds. I encourage at least 17 because that's what Abraham says, Abraham Hicks says is necessary to change the state of your vibration is to hold on to a new thought for at least 17 seconds. So if you can hold on to that thought for 17 seconds, the thought that you have everything you need, right there in that moment, you are cared for. There is evidence that the universe has your back because if it didn't, you would stand in need of a whole lot more than you do. So ask yourself, what do I need in this moment? You can do it when you're driving. Just keep your eyes open. You can do this as a full meditation and take 10 minutes or an hour to purely evaluate the moment you are in and the blessings that it offers you. Isn't that pretty cool? Because right here, right now in this moment, you have many, many blessings. And if you don't stop and look for them, you're likely to miss them. And one thing I find about our intuition and our guidance is it's always, always, always there. You are more likely to trip over it than you are to miss it completely. Our guidance is always there. And if you find yourself tripping, check and see if you're not actually tripping on your guidance and your battle within it. But however you do this, whether it's driving home from work or sitting on the edge of your bed or at work when you're really frustrated and you just need a minute, pull off to yourself. You can go into the bathroom and do it. You can go to your car and do it. You can even just go around a corner and stand for as long as it takes 17 seconds maybe and think about everything that you have right then. And then if there is something that you do need, let's say that you're in pain. Many, many of us have chronic pain. It never goes away. And in that moment, when you sit and evaluate what you have and what you don't have and what you need and what you don't need, you might feel that you need to not be in pain. But consider that. Do you actually need to not be in pain? Because this pain is going to continue from this minute until next minute, unless you can use the power of your mind to stop it. 
And so what you can do then is just experience it. You're going to experience it anyway. You can experience it with resistance or you can experience it with, with acceptance. Don't judge it. Don't resist it. Don't hate it. Don't push it away. Just acknowledge it. Feel it. Be with it. And the same thing if you have emotions. If you have emotional needs, you might say, okay, great, Della, I've got a house, home, and food, but I am upset. I am angry. I am lonely. I am depressed. Whatever those emotional needs are. If there is something you can do in this moment to change it, great. I encourage you to do that. If there's nothing you can do in this moment to change it, that's okay too. Recognize that you have those needs. Recognize that you have those desires and those wants. Recognize that you have those emotional needs that maybe you need to speak up more for yourself. You need someone to hear you more. You need support in whatever it is. Again, just like being in pain, be with that. Recognize it. Acknowledge it. Be okay with needing something. Does that make sense? If you need that emotional support, don't just be angry that you need the emotional support because now you have anger on top of whatever it is that you need the emotional support for. Just recognize it. Say, yeah, I need some help. Here in this moment, I'm warm, I'm fed. I'm comfortable, but I'm upset. Acknowledge it. Be okay with it. Don't deny what you feel. Tomorrow, you might look back and say, I didn't really need to feel that way. I think I was missing some parts of the story, and if I'd evaluated all of it, I might not have seen it that way. Okay, good. I hope that you get there. However, right now today, what you're feeling right this moment, you have a right to feel that. You don't necessarily have a right to react in a way that hurts or harms others. Just because you're mad at someone doesn't mean that you can take it out on them because until you process through the emotion, you may not recognize what actually needs to be dealt with, but you absolutely have a right to that emotion. And if you don't acknowledge your right to that emotion, it becomes very difficult to process through it and see what it is that you need instead. So in these moments, when you have frustration, when you have anger, when you have self-doubt, you can acknowledge that you have every physical thing that you need and acknowledge the emotional support that you do have. What is going okay for you emotionally? Do you have people that support you? Do you have guidance? Acknowledge those things and then be honest about the support that you need and where you are at. Say, I am lonely. I am depressed. I have enough food, but that doesn't make me not depressed. And it's okay. Acknowledge it. Be with your emotions. Step back from them and look at them objectively. Why do you feel that? Why do you think you should feel that? You know, sometimes we get mad just because someone else told us we should get mad. And sometimes we get mad just because we saw someone else getting mad in a similar situation. So we think that that's what we should do. 
But if you evaluate that, you might recognize that there's more to the situation than you realize. And then you may change how you feel about it. So don't act out on those emotions until you have resolved them. That's what I'm saying. However, acknowledge them. The best way to work through an emotion is to acknowledge it. If you hide it, if you stuff it, it doesn't get through. But this, guys, it seems like the simplest thing to take the moment. It seems like the simplest thing to just sit back and say, I'm okay. But when was the last time you did that? When was the last time you just sat back and were quiet and looked at yourself in that moment and said, you know what? Right now, right this second, I'm okay. Five minutes from now, I might need something. Five, min five minutes from now, something else might happen. But right here, right this moment, I'm okay. Even if my problems aren't solved. In this moment, maybe I need them to be solved in five minutes. But right now, I'm okay. That moment is incredibly important. It's in that quiet moment that your brain is able to rest, that your mind is able to rest. Even your body takes on the calmness. In that moment, you can find that peace. In that moment, you can find that sense of control. And that sense of control you're looking for, what you get might be different than what you're asking for. It usually is. Sometimes the sense of control that you gain comes from knowing that you can't control anything. And the best thing you can do is go with the flow. I do love to go with the flow. Another way to do this is to focus on an object. Look at something in front of you. So this could be considered open eye meditation. <clears throat> you might look at a flame of a candle. You might look at the tip of a pen. Find something and look at it. Maybe a spot on the wall. And in that moment, evaluate what you have and give gratitude for it. Don't complain about what you don't have. Just be grateful for what you do have. And one way that I have found you can remove your mind from the stress and struggle that it tends to be under all of the rest of the time <coughs> is I'm oh, sorry one way that you can remove your mind from the stress and struggle that you feel all the time is to think about something entirely different you know we think the same 60,000 thoughts pretty much every day we all think about 60,000 thoughts a day and about 58,000 of those thoughts are the exact same ones you had yesterday our thoughts don't change much. And when our thoughts don't change much, we don't change much. If you want to change, you must change your thoughts. It's the first thing that you must change. You can't do anything else to change your mind and who you are and change your life until you change your thought. It has to start there. It has to begin with the intention. Distract your mind from everything else by looking at an object and thinking about that specific object. Where did it come from? I wonder who designed it. How many different products 
are in that? Was it a compounding? Was it sewing together? For example, the other day I was looking at my shoe and I noticed the rivet, the rivet that the shoelace goes through. And I pondered on that rivet and I thought, I wonder how many millions or billions of rivets are in the world. Just the shoe company alone must use millions of them. And then I wondered about how rivets are made and how they come out of a machine, but then they're stamped into the proper position when they go into the fabric or clothing or shoes or ship or whatever it is that they're being used to build. And who designed the machine to create the rivet? Who came up with the idea of the rivet? And you can take yourself on a whole journey. You can spend five, ten minutes trying to ponder the rivet in your shoe. And that might seem silly, but what is important about that is that is a different thought pattern than you had yesterday. And by thinking different thought patterns, you change your thoughts, which changes your life. I also find when I do those things, greater appreciation for the little things around me, for the manufacturing companies that can make a shoe and the shipping companies that ship it to a store where I can go buy it. That specific shoe I actually bought at a thrift store along with its mate. And perhaps I wonder who had those shoes and who donated them to the thrift store. What was their process? They were pretty much brand new when I got them, so did they not fit? Were they a gift? Were they not liked? When you do these things, when you distract your mind and go off on focused distractions, that's what I want to call it, not just random daydreaming, you're not just slipping off into alpha casually, but actually a focused distraction. That's a good word for it. But when you have a focused distraction, it pulls your mind off of and away from the other things. All the other stuff that's stressing you out. All the other balls you have in the air. All of your worries. All of your stress. And when you are able to take your mind off of those things for a moment and focus on something as silly as the rivet on your shoe, it raises your vibration. Because the rivet on your shoe typically has a negative to po- or a neutral to positive vibration. Thinking about that. If you can be grateful for the rivet on your shoe, it's definitely going to take you up the vibrational scale. But while you're doing that, while you're focusing on something completely different, your vibration goes up. And when you take your mind off of the things that you're stressed about, that's surrender. And when you surrender, the answers come. It seems like the silliest thing, but when you understand that you have three parts your mind, your body, and your spirit. Even Dr. Will, who comes on before me, has talked about that some. You have your mind, your body, and your spirit. And one secret to manifestation, guys, is combining all three of those things. Your mind, your body, and your spirit. If you can make them one in purpose, focus, and intention, you can accomplish and manifest anything. One thing I talk a lot about is paying attention to your intuition as you are learning new things, whether I'm talking or you're learning, reading, watching, whatever, you have your heart center, what I like to call your truth detector. Because when you speak, your heart center will tell you if you believe what you're speaking or not. 
and if your soul believes what you're speaking or not. When your soul and your mind disagree about something, it carries with it unease. And if it goes on for too long, that can become disease, which is disease, because your body will manifest what your mind and your soul are trying to manifest. If your mind and your soul are in agreement about what to manifest, it's easy for your body. Your body's just like, all right, let's go. So if your mind and your soul are interested in you having health so that you can pursue and live out your mission, your body's going to be on board with that. And it will give you that health. On the other hand, if your soul wants you to move towards your mission and your mind is in fear or is holding back or wants things to stay the same and doesn't want to make choices or for whatever reason is having a difficulty agreeing with the soul, that will also create a manifestation within the body. For example, if the soul wants you to let go of emotional pain and the mind does not want to let go of the emotional pain, that can manifest in the hands as actual pain that needs to be let go. The body, mind, spirit, universe are very, very literal. If you have pain in your hands, it's likely because there's something you need to let go. Probably some type of lesson or emotional process or disturbance that you need to let go of. Your body will manifest what your mind and spirit tell it to. Spirit slash soul. When your soul and your body are in agreement, things can go really well for you, but it can also be confusing that your mind is having a hard time keeping up. However, when two of those are in agreement, the third one will come along. It's kind of the law of the teeter-totter. The important thing is to learn how to follow your soul because your soul is the one that's right. Your mind goes off of what it's been told. Your mind goes off of what you have previously witnessed and experienced in this life. Your soul goes off of what it knows. Your soul goes off of what it has previously known and experienced even before this life. And it's the one that knows better. So listen to that. And take the time just to pause and to recognize the moment that you are in. There is no other moment. You can wish for tomorrow and have hopes. You can set wonderful intentions, and I hope you do. But those intentions are more likely to be fulfilled and manifested if you can let go of the stress, let go of the frustration even for a moment, and find peace in that moment. And you find peace in that moment by accepting it exactly for what it is. Recognizing what you have, recognizing what you don't have, and accepting it without judgment, without hurt or anger, just acknowledging and being grateful. And in that moment, you will find peace. When you can connect your body, mind, and soul, you can manifest anything. Anything. 
In fact, the one, the thing that gets in the way more than anything is the mind. Your soul knows what it wants. Even your body wants to follow that. And logically, your mind does too, but then the fears come in and the doubts come in and the mind creates the resistance. If you can soothe your mind, change your mind, even manipulate your mind to believe something that you didn't believe before, you can get your mind on board with your body and soul and your manifestations will become real fast, vivid, and surprising. And you may just be surprised what other things manifest that you were not prepared for, that you were not planning for. Again, combine your body, mind, spirit. Take power in the moment and anything is possible. I'm Della and thank you for listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show. See you next week.